Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm-hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Well, hello and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest. Dwayne England here in Studio Live, Thursday evening, 6 p.m. It's time to get started. Coming to you from the studio, and yes, this is not, once again, Tommy Donlan. Not even close. <laughs> Alex Maslov, CEO at Edge Rods. Thanks for joining me in the studio tonight, man. Sir, it's an absolute pleasure. Tommy, I will work very hard to fill your amazing shoes here tonight, my yes, friend. I hope you, you feel better. Yes, you were uh, slated as guest, and as would be the case on occasion with most of my guests, it seems, anymore. You are now uh, just uh, promoted right to co-host duties. So. Happy to do it. No getting out of that. I, yeah. I hear that pay is fantastic, and the company's incredible, so I'm ready to go. And the meal before. Oh, you, you know what? I... Fresh coho is hard to beat. Asparagus, bacon, everybody. Just want you to know, asparagus wrapped <laughs> in bacon. Always better with bacon, oh, right? It's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Shing does an amazing yeah. job. So, so glad you're here. Finally got you in studio. We got a lot of content to get through. Lots of uh, information about edge rods, North Fork composites. Going to dispel all of it here tonight for you guys. Get your questions ready. Alex is here for the entire hour, and we got a lot of content to get through. But before we get too far along, I've got to remind everybody, hey, if you have not done so, jump on over to our webpage, www.fishhuntnw.com. And there, of course, you're going to see, front and center, the uh, FHN20 coupon. You click on that, it takes you right to the Edge Rod webpage, where you're going to get 20% off Edge Rods all the time if they're not previously uh, tied to another existing coupon or reduced pricing. So along with that, check out all our social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, jump to our YouTube channel, give us a subscribe, follow along. You're gonna get a lot of additional content there as well. Um, few things going on, Alex, we gotta get to before we run down the show here. Hey, ready, right here, fresh off the presses, email came out about a half an hour ago. Folks, our Southern Coast and North Coast rivers are in fact reopening here at Grays Harbor, all the way on out through Forks, all the North Coast rivers. Depending on where you're at, South Coast looks like predominantly the 29th, which is Saturday, and then the uh, North Coast rivers opening up on Halloween, Monday the 31st. That is happening based on weather forecast, predicted rainfall, water accumulation, and the river levels. Couldn't be happier, Alex. We're going to get this stuff open back up. By the way, for those of you that weren't at dinner, when he got that text as we were eating, he did a happy dance and danced right around the table. Yes, that literally came in about 5, 5.30 this evening. So happy to report that the rivers are opening back up 
and we have a lot of good things to look forward to. Water comes up, water gets on the drop, and oh man, things are going to get on fire. Hey, I uh, got out coho fishing yesterday, and you actually were on the receiving end of that for dinner tonight. I was, and you were with one of our mutual great friends, Jared. Yeah, Jared Katie. Yeah. Uh, fantastic, man. We got into a few fish there. Longtime friend Tally Stone joined us, and nice. we had a great day out there uh, casting, retrieving spinners was fantastic and a lot more of that to look forward to as these rivers come up on the rise get on the drop the tributaries open up and uh some really good fishing to be had also uh we're just gonna have to hammer on through this info area 11 opening here shortly november 1st for winter blackmouth we'll get into more of that next week but area 11 slated to open for winter blackmouth uh supposed to be open all the way through the end of december but i'll get to some of those numbers a little later in the show as we got to get cranking here. Running down the show, what we got going on tonight. Alex Maslov is here, CEO at Edge Rods by Gary Loomis. Who is Edge and what separates them out from other manufacturers in the Northwest? We are going to let you know. Blacktail down, how it all came together, takeaways, and a great non-typical buck I bagged. What that all entailed and how I got it done, going to bring you that. Everyone also always wants to know, Alex, uh, rod warranty, that's a huge one for people, but Alex is here to break it all down for you, let you know what are the specifics with Edge Rods and the warranties that go along with that company. And then we're going to really get into a little more deeper in the weeds here. What is the difference between North Fork Composites and Edge Rods? We'll make sure you understand the difference by the time we're done this evening. Then I have a great Bait Lab presentation lined up for you folks tonight, plug fishing and wrapping plugs for salmon. This is going to be one that you should pull out of the toolbox here right as these rivers begin to drop because it's going to be absolutely on fire with these forecasts that are out there and the numbers of fish that are coming back. Plugs are a great go-to and one that I will deploy here in the next several weeks. And then we're going to close out the, close out the show with a rod giveaway. We have a rod to give away. It's a twitching rod. It's yes. a brand new prototype. Oh. The person that will get it will be proud to know that it's not even offered on the webpage yet, but it will be here in the next couple of weeks. Well, there you go. Heard it here first. You're going to get a prototype in your hands. you got to stick with us throughout the end of the show when we give that away right towards or towards the end before we close out. Okay, we're going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. Going to put uh, Alex here in the hot seat. Number of questions online for him. What is uh, this Ed Rods company, and are they just another flash in the pan here in the Northwest? I think not. Don't go anywhere. Jump out for a quick break. We'll be back right here, Fish on Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda Premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. If you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery, and I think this new machinery has enabled us to build blanks like no other company can build without this equipment. There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. You owe it to yourself to take a good look at them. 
All right, everybody, welcome back here in Studio Fish Hill Northwest. Dwayne England and Alex Maslov, uh, CEO at Edge Rods, is here to join me. And yes, in studio guests, but also co host duties. And you're doing, you start off out with a bang. Just, I love it. I love it. it. Put me in, coach. <laughs> you're here. <laughs> hey, so let's just get right to it. Um, folks want to know, you know, who is Edge Rods? And actually, when was, when was Edge Rods established? Yeah. So in 2010, uh, Gary Loomis, at the behest of a lot of his friends, longtime pro staffers, um, family members was uh, enticed into coming back into the fishing industry after spending uh, about 10 years focusing on nothing but conservation. And they, uh, they wanted something that one was a local company first, performance-based company second, and uh, a company that didn't focus on techno babble, which is, you know, over the top, uh, fake technology invented by marketers, marketers to try to sell more rods. Sure. Um, feeling is believing, and his mantra is weight is a deterrent to performance. So he set out to create what he calls a swan song, the lightest, strongest, most sensitive rod that he can manufacture. Mm -hmm. So our, our, the Edge Company mission and vision is just to be that epitome, that top-end performance fishing rod, uh, that's available to the top 10, 15% of fishermen that are seeking for seeking that performance yeah, yeah. aspect of it. And the business model came later, selling direct to the consumer. When, when the company started out, it tried to go through retail first. The price point was fairly expensive because if mm -hmm. you sell something that, to the retailer at $250, mm -hmm. they mark it up. They sell it for 500 because they need to make their margins. Yeah. They need to make their turns. Yeah. Um, this crazy notion idea was born that, hey, the consumer is our customer. So if we take this rod and we put all the good stuff in it, the best materials, the best guides, as much technology as we can, and just charge what it costs us to stay in business, pay somebody a decent salary, mm -hmm. uh, pay health care benefits, but not upcharge for the marketing techno babble for the for having to carry and, and retail. And look, we sell blanks to a lot of companies that make their own rods that sell through retail. We understand that business model. There's nothing wrong with being a retailer. It's just not edge. Sure. It's just not our business model where our goal is to sell literally a performance fishing tool direct to the consumer without having anybody there in the So middle. this is why I can't find edge rods in a, in a retail outlet. That's it. I so, mean, that's because that, that business model wasn't going to work for the type of product you guys are trying to create and get into the hand of the consumer. You know, the, the unfortunate truth is if you make a choice as a manufacturer to use a $10 real seat on a rod and a $20 real seat on a rod, if that's going through retail, that changes the price of that rod by about $75 at the end. Yeah. If it's going through distribution, there's a markup there. If it's going through retail, there's a markup there. At the end of the day, the product isn't getting better, but the consumer was getting charged more because of the cost of doing business. And, and you know, there's nothing wrong with staying in business. Again, our model is we wanted to give the consumer the best that we could manufacture and do that and have that relationship with them as a factory. Talk a little bit about the technology. I mean, technology is always advancing. Materials that are utilized to build rods nowadays has advanced tenfold. So Absolutely. talk about Gary's vision and some of the technology that goes into building these rods that truly separates out edge from other rod manufacturers, either here in the Northwest or yep. around the nation. Gary is an amazing, unique human being. And we knew 10 years ago, as Gary was getting older, that it's not 
possible to just replace Gary. He's special. It's like trying to replace mm -hmm. Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. The best that we could do and the best that we have done is we put together a team of people. So it's a team of engineers. One other guy that's on our, on our uh, team, his name is Alan Jackson. He worked for, for Luz. Um, he has probably 18 patents. Gary's got a number of patents, but so, so, does, so does AJ. We brought together a group of individuals that can um, bring Gary's vision to have the best product to fruition without just being tied to one single individual. Um, the other thing is we have a big benefit being here in the Pacific Northwest because we're in Boeing's backyard. Mm -hmm. A lot of composites engineering happens because airplanes are made out of carbon fiber. Yeah. Torrey Composites, which is one of the foremost leading companies in the world about carbon fiber, is located in Tacoma. Fredericton, um, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So one of the benefits that we have in the Pacific Northwest, and um, all, this goes along with Gary's relationships in the industry, but also that of our team, when a new fiber comes out, they come see us first. Oh. When they're working on something that they want tested that they think will perform well in a tubular composite. Mm -hmm. They go talk to us because we have a relationship with them. And it's a great way for us to really get the new technology before anybody else in the world gets it. Now, it's not to say that that technology isn't available to a lot of companies, but it helps to have that runway to be able to create something when you're when you're making a, a rod. Well, a lot of that is uh, a lot of that is brought about by the tooling and the vision of the yeah. tooling that's created as it carries over into building fishing rods. So we're gonna get into a little bit more of that in detail. The tooling is what you know blows my mind. You're not just making rods. I mean, it starts with the tooling. So, yep. so much more to get into, but we're gonna jump out for a quick break. We come back, uh, hey, had great success this last week since I saw you guys last. Put down a really nice blacktail uh, here locally out of Thurston County. Gonna kind of walk you through the progression and why, once again, I was successful in finding a dandy blacktail that's non-typical that I'm gonna share with you we come back from this break right here, Fish on Northwest. Allied, the new leader in heavy gauge aluminum boats. Allied boats have standard reverse chine and lifting rakes to help you plane faster and run at lower RPMs. Allied boats have several models to choose from, ranging from a 19-foot Mustang all the way up to a 32-foot Liberator. So regardless of what type of heavy gauge aluminum boats you are looking for, Allied boats will have it for you. Contact Allied Boats today to learn more about these incredible fishing machines. Hi, this is Joe and Megan from Archery World. Uh, we have four store locations. We are at the Lacey location right now. I uh, just want to highlight some of our camping gear. We have uh, Mystery Ranch packs. We have crispy boots. We have six-hour optics. We carry Havilon knives. We carry Garmin products as well. So it's not just archery. We want to try to make this one-stop shopping for you guys. And so if you need it and it puts you in the outdoors, we probably have it. So come down and see us. All right, welcome back to Fish on Northwest. Wendy Lynn and Alex Maslov here in studio. So we're going to take a little break from talking fishing rods because we got a lot of content to cover. Uh, yeah, folks are asking me, Alex, because I actually was successful here last Sunday. After last week's show, I got out and was successful in finding a decent blacktail not too far from the house area that I hunt here, Capitol Forest. Uh, kind of nice to have opportunity in the backyard. I've successfully got a, uh, got a buck out of there the last two years now, literally about 100 yards apart from where I put my down my wow. deer last year. This guy's sitting on the front of my desk. But this guy this year came in unexpectedly, did not have him on camera, had no idea this guy had even been around. He popped out. Now, Sunday, the significance there and why I got up that morning excited to get back in the woods chasing blacktails, we had 
a significant temperature drop. I mean, I'm talking 31, 32 degrees when I got up that morning. I knew it was going to be colder, but I didn't know it was going to be that cold. And you can see based on the graph Jordan just put up, we had a significant drop in temperature from Friday when I was hunting and it was extremely wet. We talked about the weather system coming in, lots of wind, lots of rain, and it did. It rained all day Friday and it had bucks up and moving. And um, I was, uh, I was looking late in the afternoon and about five o'clock that nice two point came walking in and I thought I was gonna, you know, tattoo him. Mm -hmm. You know, all day in the weather, all day in the, in the rain, I was getting a little bit cold, finally starting to soak through a little bit. And uh, that guy came in and I watched him for about 20 minutes. Ultimately, I decided I was gonna pull the trigger. Optics were fogged up, getting wet, Ooh. just I don't know what it was. Somebody said buck fever, but you know, <laughs> I missed. And ultimately it was okay that I missed. I went up, <clears throat> I scoured the area, no blood, no hair. Looked around mm -hmm. for oh, almost an hour, right up until dark, couldn't find him. Went in the next morning, Saturday, I hunted. After I was done hunting with no activity, I checked the area over again, really gave it a couple hours to make sure I did not hit that, that animal. And honestly, by the way he walked away, I felt pretty confident I didn't touch him. He just mm. kind of walked on out of there. So fast forward to Sunday morning, freezing conditions when I got up, everything covered in frost when I walked into the woods and sat at the base of my clear cut, was glassing. And I felt confident that about, about eight, between eight and nine o'clock, I should see some activity based on what I understand about what gets blacktail going. Weather changes, pressure changes, wind and rain will get them up and going. Significant temperature drops. It was 14 degrees colder wow. uh, Sunday morning wow. than it was Friday morning. And so I felt like them deer were gonna come out. Sure enough, right about eight o'clock, this doe walks into my little clearing up there mm -hmm. and right on her heels was a buck. And he was sniffing her hind end and didn't care about anything else going on. Now I'm almost 200 yards away looking up, put the glasses up, I see, hey, he's got a really nice set of antlers, but something's weird. There's part of it missing. Didn't care, he was a big body. I knew he was a mature buck. And so I, uh, I got up on my log, put my backpack up there, nestled in my gun, put the sights on him, dialed in my scope, pulled the trigger. He hunched up, I knew I hit him good, and he slowly walked off. And so mm. I gave him about a half an hour. I got up there and there was one spot of blood about the size of a dollar piece and a little bit of blood sprayed on the grass and that was it. Wow. Then I looked in the dirt, there were some heavy hoof prints where he was like pushing, you know, trying mm -hmm, to get his mm -hmm. footing. I could see where he tore the dirt up. And there is deer trail everywhere in this area where I hunt and lots of deer sign. And there was a pretty heavily traveled trail straight ahead. So I thought if I'm a wounded deer, I'm gonna go with what I know and I'm gonna walk down that trail. And so I looked at the blood, I looked at the trail, I started walking. And within a handful of steps, there he was. Wow. He was laying in the brush there, Jordan just showed you, and uh, all piled up under the weeds. And I was like, holy cow, he's right here. Literally, you know, the shot was 175. He went 23 yards and dropped in. And so once I got him out of there, I had no idea how non-typical he was and basically what was going on with his antler growth. Now, you know, it's just by, you know, good fortune that he was out active that morning because of the temperature change right. was the driver. And then I was able to seal the deal at 175 yards. Good shot placement, dropped him. Nice shot, by the way. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and so once I started looking at him and got him drug out of that brush, I realized, boy, he is really a great non-typical buck. Big bodied, uh, really good outward growth, growth on his left side. His right side is completely boogered up. He's got an ear that's completely torn up mm -hmm. from either fighting or an accident. His right front leg is bent and bowed from injuries that were healed. His right shoulder was minimized in size due to lack of um, you know, deteriorating muscle. Right. 
His right hoof, uh, his toenails off his hoof grew longer than any other hoof that he had been putting pressure on because of how light he walks on that leg. Mm. I didn't see him walk in. I don't know if he was limping, but uh, he, he's a tough old guy. He's probably a five-year-old buck. Wow. You know, uh, drug him out with, uh, I purchased a skid because I knew the environment that I was in. Wrapped him up in that plastic skid. If you guys have used those before, depending on the terrain, they work fantastic. He uh, gutted and hanging was 162 pounds. So he's wow. a good size animal. Yeah. And uh, so very glad I took the shot. Very glad I got him out of there because the next day it was raining so doggone mm. hard. I had that weather window of cold weather, put the buck down, loaded him in the skid, got him out of there. He's hanging over at my buddy Ken Witts uh, over at Steve's cooler there. Going to probably go break him down on Saturday. But just it all came together. And it's all about weather, timing, understanding how these blacktail behave with these weather systems coming in when they're gonna get up and moving. We got some weather coming this weekend. If you have the opportunity to get out there and uh, beat the brush, sit in a tree stand or ground blind, whatever it is you're doing, these bucks will be on the move here Sunday, Saturday for sure, just based on weather. So great opportunity, very happy to get that non-typical. We'll get a little more into the reasons why he's the condition he is uh, later on, but just happy to bring that to you guys. I'm glad I'm punched out on my deer and back to fishing. All right, don't go anywhere. We're gonna jump out for a quick break. We come back. Alex, real quickly, is going to explain to us what actually is uh, coming with edge rods that you're going to want to be a part of. Don't go anywhere. Coming back right after this break, right here at Fish on Northwest. Contract Security Service provides day-to-day -day peace of mind as they protect people and property. Here at Phoenix, we provide service for multiple state and federal contracts with services ranging from uniform, patrol, alarm monitoring, canine detection, executive protection, as well as investigative work. Recruiting highly qualified officers is the first step in building a strong team. If you are prior military or law enforcement, go to www.phoenixprotectivecorps.com and apply today. New days, new beginnings, new friends, new loves new dreams, new goals, new scenery, new job. No matter what the next chapter holds, Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate will be there to help you find the new that's right for your lifestyle at any stage of your life. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. Expect better. Sportco and Outdoor Emporium is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975 providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. This summer, make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors awaits you. All right, welcome back here in studio. Dwayne England, Alex Mazlov, CEO at Edge Rods. Alex, before we get out of here at uh, the end of the first half of the show, explain to folks what's coming with Edge Rods, why they should be excited. Yes, sir. So we have always been an open factory where you can stop in and take a tour of what we're doing and see how rods are made. We decided to take that to the next level with opening up our first Edge Pro Shop. Now, I know when people hear Pro Shop, they think, oh, it's just a factory showroom. This is something completely different. This is a full-on 18,000 square feet tackle shop that will have all of your favorite Pacific Northwest brands, your national brands. We are exclusively carrying Daiwa as far as reels are concerned. Uh, obviously, you can take a look at edge rods, but if you are looking for Brad's flashers, if you're looking for Yakima bait, if you're looking for hawk and fishing, if you're looking for 
highly curated gear that you need for your salmon, steelhead, bass, kokanee fishing. Uh, we encourage you to stop by for a grand opening on the 9th, 10th, and 11th of November. Free food, free drinks, lots of door prizes. Uh, stop by, break rods with us, break blanks with us. We want you to know what we do for our quality control to make sure that you are absolutely satisfied with the product that you have. Um, I can't, I, I'm, I'm like a giddy kid. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's a, a tackle shop that's opening up in Woodland. Yeah, you say pro shop, but it's more than just Edge. You are partnering yeah. with all these other companies we in the industry. You're going to have it all out there, full on display for purchase. You walk in, you buy. Yep at great prices, not to mention all the edge rods you'll have in inventory. And like you said, the grand opening, you had me at food. I mean, I'm, I'm I already there, right? So, uh, so looking forward to that. It's going to be really good. I, I took a sneak peek in there with you the other day and how it's all coming together. And I'm telling you, man, that, that place is going to be well visited by many folks looking to get great deals on tackle and all the, all the high-end name brands. Absolutely. Everything that I like to use the gear that I have confidence in, the gear that you know works here in the Pacific Northwest, it's just all there under one roof. It's going to be a fantastic uh, venue for folks to attend. Bring your rods, get them repaired, help get help with your electronics. We're, we're going to be well represented with a lot of the brands from, from Garmin to many others to Apparel to Aftco to Sims to um, all, all of our partners. Sunglasses. we got Bahio Sunglasses, the only, the largest uh, outfit in the Pacific Northwest that carries them. Uh, stop in and we would just love to show you what we're, what, what we're up to. Yeah, 18,000 square feet. It's pretty impressive. Uh, open seven days a week. Seven days a week, and uh, Saturday, Sunday is going to be a big deal. How about yeah. that? So uh, be sure to check that out, and of course, follow Edge Rods on social media. Keep up on all the announcements and all the things that are coming out from Edge Rods and beyond in North Fork Composite. So much more to get to with Alex uh, here, second half of the show. We also have a bait lab coming up on wrapping and fishing plugs for salmon as the rivers are going to get on the drop here in the near short. We got all this weather coming in. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, uh, you know, Saturday and Sunday for sure. A big dump on Sunday. Oh, and it's going to get good. Water's going to be on rising. the drop. It's going to be yeah. fantastic. So yeah. really going to get into the, uh, the bait lab here a little later in the show and show you what I like to utilize and what I know when it comes to plug fishing. So, all right, that is going to do it for us here. First half of the show on the live stream this evening. If you're tuning in via Root Sports, we thank you. If you're tuning in live stream tonight, be sure you stick around to the end of the show. we got a rod to give away and so much more. All that coming up, second half of the show, right after this break, right here, Fish on Northwest. Hi, we're Joe and Megan Malico, owners of Archery World up here in Lacey. We're a full pro shop, so we have a full pro service also. We have a huge indoor range. Uh, we carry 11 bow lines, all the major bow lines, and then there's subsidiary uh, companies too, like if we carry Botech, we carry Diamond. If we carry Matthews, we carry Mission. When you come in, we're going to ask you, uh, you know, what kind of price point you're looking for. Um, you know, what's your hope? What's your goals? What's your goal? And with that information in mind, we'll point you in the direction of, uh, you know, that price point goes and then maybe give you uh, the option to test fire, maybe a higher level bow, just so you can compare. But um, it really is all about uh, getting what it is that's going to work for you. We don't upsell anyone. They shoot it, they like it, they don't like it, they don't get it. We don't, we don't operate like that. And so if you need it and you're, it puts you in the outdoors, we probably have it. So come down and see us.
All right, welcome back here in studio. Dwayne England, Alex Mozlov of uh, EdgeRod, CEO at EdgeRod. Actually, your title is substantially longer than CEO. You have a few <laughs> other things going on. Go ahead and tell everybody what it is you actually have uh, all wrapped around your name now. Yeah, you know, so it, it's interesting because most people know us for the brands. Right. EdgeRods, North Fork Composites, uh, RodBuilding.org if you're a rod builder. Um, those are brands that are part of a holding company. Um, and so if you think of Edge, it's a brand, North Fork. We'll talk about North Fork as yep. a brand too. Um, and I am a very proud, happy co-owner of Composite Ventures, mm -hmm. which is the parent company of all of the brands. Oh. Um, and I, am a, uh, I have been learning from Gary for the last eight years. And it, anything from uh, composites to business to his outlook on life to rod designs, um, it's it has been like drinking from a from a fire hose, and I <laughs> kind of like co-host duties. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Feaster family. Uh, you spoke of it. Let's let's break it down for folks yeah. so they understand. There's you know, literally when you show up at the building, Edge Rods. There's two signs or labels branding on the door: North Fork Composites and Edge Rods. Kind of break it down for folks to understand sure. the difference. So first and foremost, we are a tubular composites manufacturer. Mm -hmm. um, so if something can be a carbon fiber tube, if it can be rolled around a mandrel, that's really what we specialize in. And that's really what our factory and Gary specialty is. A lot of people know him for rods, but if we can break it down even kind of further to its essence, he is a tubular composites expert. So think gun barrels, think hiking sticks, think golf shafts, um, think uh, ski poles, anything that's antennas, uh, anything that can be made out of a carbon fiber tube is is really what a lot of the industry consults our, our factories on. So um, as far as the brands are concerned, North Fork Composites is a uh, tubular composites company. Um, so if you are a, a company that is looking for a carbon fiber blank to build anything on, it can mm -hmm. be a rod, it can be um, a hiking stick, it can be a, a golf shaft, you will contact us and you'll say, hey, I'm looking for your expertise for a private label manufacturer. And we will manufacture private label tubes for companies that will put their brand on them mm -hmm. and sell them to consumers all over the world. Um, the North Fork business is a lot bigger than the Edge business by volume because there's a lot more companies um, that want their own products made. And there's a big resurgence of companies trying to get their products made stateside. Um, now, Edge is a fully finished rod product. So, If I'm buying a, an Edge product, it is a completely finished, ready-to-go fishing rod. Correct. And it uses North Fork Composites grips. Correct. It uses North Fork Composites reel seats. It uses guides, um, the blanks. And once it becomes assembled in our own factory, and we only assemble Edge rods in our factory, mm -hmm. even though we'll make blanks for a lot of other people, Right. that's what gets the Edge rods branding mm -hmm. and Gary's Gary's signature on there because it's it's past his quality control standards and all of that. So. Yeah, so North Fork, uh, as you kind of alluded to, for folks that didn't catch it, they're, they're manufacturing the composite components to assemble those rods, the, the real seats, the grips, the handles, Correct. the butt ends, I mean, all that stuff. Yep. yep. Yeah, gotcha. And, and, and most folks... Uh, will appreciate the fact that there's only a few companies like this left stateside. A lot of that business has gone overseas and we're very proudly still made in Woodland, Washington. Uh, last, in, so in 2021, we built approximately 173,000 blanks. Now a blank can be a golf shaft, it can be a, 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 a fishing rod blank, it can be um, an antenna, it can be you know a hiking stick. So 173,000 pieces rolled through our factory in Woodland, Washington, and we're set to double this year. Now, I know you you, you visited the factory, yeah. you visited the expansion, yep. uh, but it is just 
so encouraging that a lot of that manufacturing is coming back stateside. Um, I know that uh, a lot of companies have had supply chain uh, challenges and issues, mm -hmm. but a lot of businesses are coming back to us and they're saying, hey, we really want to reshore. We want to make products back in the U.S. And we're just, we're thrilled to be part of their mm -hmm. success story and helping them manufacture products here. Well, the standout there or the takeaway for me is that you guys essentially are building these components in blanks and exporting. Whereas yes. other rod yep. companies here, even established in the Northwest yep. forever, they might make some blanks here on the home base. But they're importing a lot of the composites and componentry, right. doing in-factory assembly, and then selling it as made in USA. Right. We, we are truly unique. So the folks that are traveling outside of the U.S. or the folks that um, are looking at, you know, Edge or North Fork Composites online, we do have an office in Japan. We yeah. have an office in, in South Korea. Mm -hmm. We have an office in Europe. We have an office in Brazil. Um, we have an office in Australia. So if you are traveling, we encourage you to stop in and say hello to our guys there. If you want to figure out, hey, I'm going to Australia, but I don't really know what's happening that year through bear fishing, reach out to us. We'll put you in touch with our guys in Australia. Mm. They would love to take you fishing. Now, is uh, that Edge or is it yes. North Fork? Both. Both. So what these are, they're sales offices. So we still manufacture everything in our factory in Woodland. Okay. But we've set up sales offices internationally. They come with a warehouse. They come with a knowledge of local staff. So, for example, in France, they help translate um, uh, into into French, into other European languages, what our technology is and, you know, uh, what different product denominations are. Um, so they're 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 essentially distribution centers. Yeah. Um, but you can, you can stop in and have a wonderful interaction with our staff. That is, um, that is uh, you know, a breath of fresh air. I mean, the fact that, you know, when you guys put a label on there and somebody comes in and purchases a rod, orders a rod online and they're getting yeah. it, you know, it's, it's truly made in the USA. And, and we mean it. There are a lot of rumors swirling around um, a lot of factories. And I, and I hear these rumors about Edge from time to time. Hey, they don't make their uh, products in the U.S., Bullcrap. Stop in, visit our factory, see it what we do. And, and right. most of these we don't pay attention to because mm -hmm. it's usually somebody that uh, is either saying something out of spite or out of mm -hmm. jealousy. The other thing is you can't hide things like that. So you have employees that will, that will leave. You have people that get disgruntled that either working for you or no longer associated with the brand. It's impossible to keep where you're manufacturing stuff hidden. You know, if we were making stuff not in our factory, that information would be would be readily readily available. But also, I, I kind of see that as a vote of, of of confidence to what we're doing, where we're bothering somebody so much that they have to dig very deep and try <laughs> to, to invent a story something. of wh where our yeah. products are really made. Let's talk about that uh, the evolution of that that uh, pro that SAR Pro Series rod. Yeah. I mean, the 360 Pro. Um, now that I've been fishing them, you know, and I, I recognize the usefulness, the uniqueness of that rod because I can literally crank it down to my downrigger out there in my saltwater fisheries, and or it works phenomenal as proven and we've shown and. You know, it was interesting. We put those coho videos out there when we we're fishing out there in the marine area on those lead fisheries or buoy 10 or anywhere on the Columbia. And folks are like, hey, what rod is that? What series of rod is it? You know, I want to get some of those. Right. And it's been driving some traffic to you guys. So we're pretty happy about that. But yep. that being said, this, this is like, you know, uh, technology in creating this crossover rod. So yep. previously, I would have to go. It's like I'm setting up my boat for various fisheries. I'm going to go down or anywhere on the, on the Columbia where I'm going to fish a lead fishery. I have a certain type of rod. Now I need a downrigger rod for my right. saltwater fisheries or, you know, for my for my Puget Sound fisheries. I have a downrigger rod. This 
crosses over both and it works very well in both uh, both environments. Yeah, we uh, specifically with the 360 Pro rods, we took a year just to listen to our staff. Mm -hmm. We got all this information back. Hey, what rod works for using just a ball and herring? What rod works for using a 16 ounce cannonball with a flasher with a spinner behind it? We, we took all that information in and we really tasked our engineers with, with saying, look, we know that we can't do this with carbon. You know, once if you've got a rod up here and you got to you got to net the fish and you've got a flasher behind it, carbon just can't take that abuse. You yeah. know, you're going to have a it, it it does a fine job, but you're going to have an accident and the rod is going to break. So mm -hmm. we 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 actually went back to the manufacturers of various fibers and said, look, we're looking for a fiber that has a certain percentage of elongation. And after a lot of back and forth said, well, we have this experimental fiber called Zentron. We think that you guys should take a look at it. And Zentron, what it is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a high modulus glass. It behaves like carbon fiber, but it stretches like glass. The great part about it is it's got a very quick recovery. So what makes that rod unique is while it can load, it can work a plug properly. It can take a flasher, it can, it, but when it's got that quick recovery, that quick pop like carbon does and not mm -hmm. normal glass, that's what makes your 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 blade and your spinner your spinner flutter in the water. So, we remember the first time we sent those rods out, we got the initial feedback from pro staff saying, "No, it's not it's not it's not popping right. It's not fluttering. We're not we're not seeing the takedowns that we need to see." After about the seventh revision, we everybody started yelling, "Don't touch it! Don't mess with it! Don't 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 mess with the rod! Don't touch it!" That, <laughs> Everything's fine. So so we knew mm -hmm. we so we knew we had something special. But this was a, a case where. Our, our staff came to us and said, look, this market isn't addressed. We need something specific. So we had to work backwards and actually approach the fiber manufacturer and say, we need something that, that is not already in our, in our arsenal. We can't do it out of glass. We can't do it out of carbon. We need something else. And the answer was having this hybrid high modulus fiber that went into this rod and then with all the combined knowledge of the pro staff to make it work. Well, they're fantastic, and we get them in you know various lengths depending on the type of fisher you're doing. You know, and, and I just can't say enough about them, and they work so doggone mm -hmm. well. And you can load them things up with more yeah. lead than what they're rated for. Absolutely. I can tell you that, and yeah. and they perform fantastic. And to utilize that rod to gauge, <clears throat> excuse me, how your gear is fishing in your presentation and watching the pulsation on that and get your timing down to you know your gear is actually functioning the way it's supposed to and that your speed is accurate for the current, whether you're with or against. And just all those things that go mm -hmm. into a performance rod indicating to you that everything's fishing well, well, the, the proof at the end of the day is in the fish bag, yeah. you know, and it's been working really well, so. Well, and we want you guys to have the confidence of, hey, if I'm gonna step into a rod and it's gonna mm -hmm. be way up here because mm -hmm. I need to net it, that it's gonna survive season after season yeah. after yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, before we jump out for a break here, let's talk a little bit about stewardship yeah. and some of the things that Edge has going on relative to Fish First, because you guys are deeply ingrained in this whole thing. We are. And you have a vision. We are. We, we are dedicated to our local hatcheries. We're dedicated to not just our local rivers, but we've made what we've done with Fish First available to anybody for free. Uh, we'll gladly share all that information. But one thing that we did with Fish First that we encourage other companies to do is find your local nonprofit and just sponsor them give them a budget so they can hire an executive director so they can have some meaningful impact where it's not just beholden and made the responsibility of the fishermen. You know, so you don't have to have, you know, 
20 drives every year asking for budgets or asking for asking for dollars and and that's important and a lot of organizations do that and, and there's nothing wrong with it but we decided as as a company to take a local stand and say we are going to fully fund this nonprofit to where they're not going to ever have a need to have a, a banquet or an auction Mm. to make sure that they meet their budget. And, and really what that allowed us to do is plan for longevity, yeah. where we can put together a four and a five year plan and say, hey, next year we're expanding our net pens. The year after that, we're going after egg boxes. The year after that, we're, we're having a, a meeting with a hatchery to find out what pump they need to be a little bit more efficient. When you uh, say net pens, you're talking specifically in-river uh, smolt rearing? Correct. We're not talking fish farms. No, abs absolutely not. <laughs> no. So the, the, I just want to no, clarify and, that. And yeah. thank you for that. Mm -hmm. The net pens are really meant to be a, a relief for what the hatchery isn't able to do. They Correct. only have certain capacity in their mm -hmm. ponds. So when fish get to a certain size, they come to us and they say, hey, we've got 300,000 we need a partner to be able to put them in the river and we need your volunteer time and hours to be able to feed them. So right. we'll put together crews of kids to go out there to help feed the fish mm -hmm. and it kind of becomes a, um, a cycle. And uh, a wonderful human being by the name of Grant Jensen manages that for us. Um, so much respect for him. Uh, he loves the river. He loves the organization. And uh, if you guys have any questions or anybody has any questions, mm -hmm. just reach out to us. We can provide all the information, again, free of charge. Nothing is hidden. Uh, we'll tell you exactly what we do, why we do it, to the point of where we get the nets from, who we approach at Fish and Wildlife to get an allocation of fish, why you want to put it in a certain distance mm -hmm. depth in the water, what time to, I mean, all that is like tribal knowledge that, that that is important that we hope others will jump on. Well, and at the end of the day, you guys are helping to ensure we're putting more fish in the water. Yes. Right? So yep. there is room for hatchery programs and there is room for rearing fish and uh, edge and uh, fish first is all over it in helping support and ensure we have fish coming back that we can go out and enjoy and, you know, and harvest when it's Absolutely. appropriate. So um, real quickly, folks are asking here on the questioning, uh, where is the pro shop? Where is the store? It's in Woodland, Washington. It's adjacent to our factory. It's about 50 yards away. Uh, you can't miss it. There's a big sign on it that says Edge Pro, pro Shops. Shop. And so anything from... If I get on maps and I Google and just type in, you know, Edge Fishing Rods Woodland, everything comes That's up. It. Yeah, That's it'll, it. it'll just come That's right it. up. So easy, yep. easy as can be. Uh, okay, uh, we are going to jump out for another quick break. Don't go anywhere. We come back. Going to jump into the bait lab. We're going to talk about fishing plugs, how to wrap, rods to use, all the appropriate things. Got some, got some fantastic uh, Brad's plugs in there, 14s and 15s. I'm going to break it down for you guys, show you some change outs that we do and how you can be efficient and effective when fishing plugs for salmon over the next several weeks into the month. All that and more right there in the bait lab. We come back after this break right here at Fish Hunt Northwest. A Northwest favorite for almost 40 years, Arima boats are manufactured with pride in Bremerton, Washington. All Arima boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why Arima boats are backed with a lifetime warranty. Arima can offer every boat with Honda outboard packages so that you can take advantage of the reliability and five-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda outboard. Call or stop by Arima boats today and let them help you get into your very next boat. Hey, welcome back to Fish Show Northwest, and yes, here we are in the Bait Lab. Bait Lab pre presentations brought to you by Max Lure and, of course, Sportco. And pretty much everything on the counter you see here before me today can be found at Sportco or Outdoor Emporium, Sportco Online. So we're getting to that time of year. Running plugs for salmon is just not only a kick in the pants, but can be so efficient and effective. Whether you're moving down river, sitting on anchor, whether you're fishing a drift boat out of a sled, uh, even pontoon boats, whatever your presentation is, plugs will get it done. So I want to walk through 
several tools that I use to put this all together and find success on the rivers, and especially as we start talking these tributary rivers, okay? Smaller water, not as not big wide water that we're trying to target fish. We have travel lanes, we have holes that they hold up in, we have smaller water. So I don't need a 10 and a half foot rod, I don't need a nine foot rod. I like to use, uh, I just got a hold of these 822s. This is a one piece eight foot two, uh, one piece plug rod. It's rated at a 12 to 25. For me, that is just lights out all day long. Why? It's gonna work fantastic for these smaller plugs with a lot of action on the tip and plenty of, you know, the lower third of this rod is built stout to get those bigger fish in. We're gonna, we're gonna put plugs out there. We're gonna wrap them with some bait. We're gonna put sand on them. We're gonna encounter chum. We're not just gonna get coho. We're gonna get a periodic late, uh, late moving king, but we're gonna get those chum. And if you understand chum in the Northwest, you know you're in for a fight and they're pretty tough fish. So you gotta have a rod that's gonna get it done. This 822, Again, not a really long rod, so out of a drift boat, narrow water. My spread of rods out each side isn't overcompensating or you know reaching out there too much for these narrow conditions. This eight foot, two inch, one piece rod will get it done for me all day long. I'm gonna show you a couple different ways to rig that too. Well, before I, before I get there, let's talk about the reel. Definitely when you're plug fishing, reels with line counters. This is a Daiwa line counter. Um, I like to load these up with at least 40 pound braid, 50 pound braid, ideally. I'm gonna put 12 to 15 foot of monofilament top shot on this. Now, I know there are the naysayers that would say, I'd never run braid for plugs because it floats. Well, I gotta tell you, the diameter of the line and the less drag and friction that it puts against it in the water has your plug running more true than a lot of line belly with say 30 or 40 pound mono, okay? So I'm gonna, wrap, I'm gonna put this on a braid with a 12 to 15 foot of top shot of 25 pound maxima uh, because it's tough and it's durable. So if you think about that, if I'm putting my plug out in front of the boat, say 30, 35, 40 feet, well, the, the 15 feet of line that's really down there in the water is monofilament. Um, the majority of the line goes from the rod tip into the water is the braid, which is elevated out of the water, so it's a moot point. Uh, I say for telegraphing purposes and durability, I put braid on my plug rods all day long. So yeah, get a rod with a line counter. That way as you put out your wall of resistance and your plugs, you're going to be able to be exactly in tune with how far out, <clears throat> excuse me, those plugs are. So let's talk a little bit about plugs. I have on the table here tonight some 15s and some 14s. These are the Brad uh, Killer Fish uh, plugs. The 15, as you can see, is substantially larger than these 14s. And for this time of year and the conditions depending, you know, when the water's up, a little off color and coming down and moving kind of fast, and you want to run some plugs, these 15s <clears throat> will definitely do a great job. A variety of colors out there to choose from. Now as the water begins to drop a little bit, gets a little slower and, uh, you know, clear, get that nice emerald green and whatnot, I like to drop it down to a, to a 14. A KF14 for me, for coho, is ideal size, okay? And I will run them things in various colors um, all day for a coho, and those chum will grab them as well, especially if you've got chartreuses and greens and colors that the coho like, oddly enough, the chum like as well. Now the one thing I will do, so this is a Brad's KF14 right out of the package. It's got the treble hooks, it has the, uh, the lock ring, and on the front uh, at the anchor point, it has a dual lock, okay? This is how it comes out of the package. 
What I do is I take a couple different components here. I'll take some siwash hooks, a split ring, and some swivels. And what I'm going to do on each and every one of my plugs, first of all, I take the dual lock off the front. Now, when you take these plugs out of the package, it gives you instruction on the back to where this front eye is adjustable. If my plug is running to the right and I need it to go more left, I'm gonna turn the eyelet to the right. In other words, the opposite direction you turn the eye is the opposite direction that the plug is gonna run. So to correct it, you turn it the same direction it's running. So there is adjustability in that and it's simply by turning the anchor point or that front eye on your plug to get it to run true. Your plugs running true is a very important component in how uh, well they'll perform. So there is kind of a knockoff in how to do that so you're not always tuning your plugs or it doesn't become an issue. One thing that works very well is you take a size uh, six uh, lock ring and you simply put that over the eye. Now, for whatever reason, because of the way that moves around or counter offsets the movement of that plug, I put those rings on there and then I'll clip my dual lock right from my uh, rod onto that ring. And that split ring on there takes care of a lot of your adjustability. It just works so fantastic. I put them on every plug I ever run and you spend a lot less time tuning plugs and a lot more time just running them, okay? So that's the first component change out. The second one is I take those treble hooks off of there. I leave the split rings. I put on a size three barrel swivel and then you put your siwash hook on the end of that barrel swivel. Now, especially for coho, because they're so notorious for spinning and rolling and flipping, if you have a hook that is anchored on a split ring and it only has a travel of about, say, 180 degrees, uh, maybe 230 degrees, and then it locks up, now the torque on that potentially allows the fish to rip that right out of its mouth. If you put your hooks on swivels, this is 360 degrees swivel time. If this is the only hook in that fish and it's back here doing rolls, it can roll all day long, okay? We're fishing with barbless hooks. You wanna make sure your hook gets anchored in there. It's gonna stay and not tear out because of multiple anchor points and the fact that it doesn't pivot. So swivels for me are a big deal on my plug. So let's talk a little bit about how to dress these plugs up. Now you can run them naked. You can put them out there and you're gonna catch a certain amount of fish, just no scent, no nothing, just the color, the action, the rattle, whatever it is, the cadence that attracts fish, they're gonna go after it. You can up your game. If you don't wanna deal with sardine and tuna and things that I'll get into here in a minute, you can utilize a number of the Potsky fire gel scents. They are fantastic. They're the most natural smelling scent that I've come across. And simply by putting this gel, either on the backside of this plug or on the belly, whatever you prefer, it stays, it lasts, it definitely um, puts out a lot of scent in the water and you don't have to constantly reapply it. You put a little bit on there, it's gonna be there for a while. So you can set up your plug simply with the Potsky's Fire Gel. It's gonna work great. Other things or other options you have. Right here we have some sardine, okay? This, this uh, particular piece I cured up with just some non-iodized sea salt. Um, what I really like to use is my natural Braxel Fire. It has additional bite stimulants and krill scent in there. I think it does add a little bit to it. And it does a really nice job on firming up this sardine. Doesn't draw all the oil out of it, because really what we're talking about is that scent trail getting down river to entice those fish. So you want that oil to come off of this meat. This here is from Tuna Belly. This is a, a strip cut of Tuna Belly that's cut <clears throat> in half. What you'll find on your piece of tuna is you got the hard outer skin on tuna. 
And on the inside of that tuna belly is actually a pretty tough membrane or skin. Now, when you dissect a piece of you know tuna belly into strips, it's pretty it's pretty doggone thick. I mean, that is way too thick to put onto a plug. The fact that it has tough skin on the outside and a really nice tough piece of skin on the inside, you can simply take scissors or a knife and go down the soft part of this meat. And we're just gonna cut that in half, okay? That away, now I have two thinner strips of meat with a lot, you can see the oil coming out of that tuna belly and it doesn't hold together very well if it's not on either side of that tough skin. But once you add a little bit of that Baraxyl fire or salt to these, they toughen up really good. But you can see, you can even push them. You just watch that oil come right out of there onto my hands. Okay, there's a lot of oil in tuna belly. And don't think coho won't hit tuna belly because it's all about the oil and the scent. The fishier it smells, the more fish are attracted to it. So tuna belly works really well. Uh, the old standby and one of the go-tos is definitely sardine. And you can get whole sardine and filet out yourself frozen or you can get pre-filleted sardine, also frozen. And those are easy because you just take them out. I put the Braxel fire on them, or yeah, put the Braxel fire on them in a container overnight in the fridge. Let them firm up a little bit. And then I'm going to cut these so they fit onto my plug. You don't want to put too big a chunk of meat on there because it's going to cause the plug to run a little bit off canter or just not perform exactly right. So it's basically just deciding how you're going to dissect your strip of meat here. Oftentimes I'll cut these belly pieces off. Now I hang on to them because on a, on a good day of fishing you start running out of them, you may have to rely on these smaller pieces just to have a little bit on there, okay? This one here, I can just cut a chunk off about that big or so. Now the key here is to make a piece of bait that's gonna sit on the back section of this plug, not overhang either side and not cause the uh, plug to go erratic. One nice thing that you like to do is, you know, cut off any extra that's not necessary. And then we're going to put a nice little cut right in the middle here. Just kind of open that up, make it kind of look like a little little set of legs there. And now, one new thing that's come out this recently, this last year from Atlas Mikes and Potskis, is they've taken their miracle thread, their magic thread, their miracle thread, and it's colored. And it's colored for a reason. It's actually UV now. This is just going to add another attractability to it. UV in multiple colors, so you can match the color to whatever plugs you're running. Whether you do or don't, it's up to you. I like the aspect of the fact that if I'm gonna wrap thread on there and I can get it in UV and it adds an extra attractant to it, I'm gonna use it. Okay, so now I'm gonna simply take this front hook, I'm gonna roll it forward here. I'm gonna take this little piece of meat, I'm gonna put it right there, right behind the anchor point of that hook. And see how that sits right there now? Um, because of that little cut that I had put in there. It's gonna just help it hold right in the middle as I wrap this. And then I simply take a little piece of this thread here, center that on, and I just start wrapping. Now this is a stretchy thread that uh, it's, you know, elasticity, and it, um, you can pull it pretty tight, and it's gonna hold that meat in place. Then I'm gonna flip this hook down this way so it's out of the way, and we're gonna wrap the, the top side of this, okay? Make sure I try to keep the meat to the center, make sure your hooks are clear out of there, and we're gonna put a handful of wraps on the front of this. Again, make sure you're not getting clear up high on the plug, which will get into the pull point. Make sure you're not covering the hooks up and that the rings are clear so they function. Now, the other nice thing about this, you don't have to do half hitches. This, this Miracle Thread, the elasticity on it, you just pull it tight and you just break it off. It just bites into the meat really well. 
and it actually just stays. Now, if you want insurance, you can put multiple half hitches on, and I typically do, but uh, for tonight here, I'm just gonna show you, you can break that off. Now, you look at the top of the plug, the wraps are all mid midpoint here, nothing up here at my attachment point, swivels and everything are in the clear, so this completely functions as it should, as it swivels, okay? And that plug is ready to run. Now, a couple things I can do. These 14s typically are gonna dive eight to 12 feet. If I have a piece of water that I think is upwards of about 20 feet, that plug is gonna get down to where I want it to be. I can rig my rod uh, a little bit different. So typically I'll run that top shot with a dual lock. Dual lock's gonna go right into this uh, lock ring. And you're just gonna put that plug out and let it run, okay? The other option I have is I started using the VIP uh, light sliding lock, which works great as a slider. On this presentation, I hang a single bead chain from that down to a jet 10, okay? Down to a jet 10, that's all I need. And it doesn't interfere with the performance of the plug because it's not a plug, it's not a diving plug that wiggles. I don't want it to be counterintuitive. I wanna put a jet 10 down there or a jet 20, depending on the depth of the hole and just let the plug do the work and let the jet diver just assist getting it down, okay? So I put that on a slider for when it hangs up, it's a lot easier to get off of there. And uh, if I don't wanna run the diver on here, I can still just leave that sliding lock on there and just run it and it doesn't interfere with anything. It's completely out of the way. What I do is I take my dual lock off the end of my top shot. I attach to a barrel swivel, a six foot piece of mono 25 pound, and I just simply add another dual lock. This gives me six foot space in between my, between my uh, jet diver and my plug. And then I'm going to hook this right into my dual lock or my lock ring. So there's how the plug's gonna perform. And it's gonna perform very well because I've put, that, I've put that ring on there for adjustability. I have six feet to my sliding dropper and this does not interfere or disrupt the action on that plug. Now again, I can take everything off of the VIP sliding lock, including the dual lock, and just have that little black piece of plastic sitting there six feet above the plug. It doesn't hurt a thing, okay? So I pre-rig pretty much all my plug rods with this in place, and then I simply have to add that six-foot bumper to run a plug off of it. Um, whether I'm putting the jet diver on there or not. So just a few options, a few different choices in plug sizes and this time of year. Um, your magic thread or your miracle thread options with the colors and the UVs. You can cure up your uh, pieces of meat several different ways. Braxo fire, you can use fire cure if you wanna add sulfites to it and add a little bit of red UV to your meat underside of your plug as well. You can use the fire gels to add scent we have a number of options that you can choose from. They all work. You just need to figure out what works best for you. Plug size, always change out your hooks, use those swivels to your advantage, and you're going to find success. Okay, it's going to do it for us this week here in the Bait Lab. We're going to jump out for a quick break. More with Alec Muslov, uh, CEO of Edge Rods. We come back after this commercial right here at Fish on Northwest. All Defiance boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why all boats are backed with a lifetime warranty. 
All Defiance boats come standard with large fish boxes that are fully insulated so that you can ice your fish properly all day. All Defiance boats are foam flotation filled and unsinkable for the ultimate in safety while fishing offshore. Before you buy any boat, stop by or call Defiance Boats today to ensure you are getting the very best glass boat your money can buy. All right, welcome back here at Fish on Northwest. As we're kind of winding it down here, buddy. Yeah, appreciate you being here. Oh, it's, it's a great show so far. By the way, I can't tell you how cool it is to watch you do that bait lab live. Oh. Not only is it informative, but just how fast you move. I, I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have much time. I'm like, I got, all, I got things to say, right? So, um, well, no, it's... Um, you know, Tommy and I like to do those live just because, hey, we're just instructing. Yeah. And we're instructing on things that we know, that we're passionate about, and things that we use. We don't just read stuff in a book and try to put it out there. If we're not using it in the river or in the in the salt. For me, the new takeaway was the swivel on the plug. Honestly. Oh. So I, I totally understand about, you know, coho doing somersaults and breaking free. Yeah. Now I understand why that happens. Yeah. That, I've ran plenty of plugs. I've not ran one with uh, that. That's that's foul proof. I think that that can be the Dwayne England foul proof method. Well, I didn't make it up, but I tell you what, uh, little subtle changes, and you start kind of recognizing your hookup to land ratio going up yeah. exponentially with all these minor adjustments. And it's about taking time to make the tweaks with your gear to find success. And that's really what it all is. And you know, Buddy uh, Herzog always says 90 percent of our fish are caught in the garage. And there's something to be said about that, you know, yeah. because of everything we do in preparation to get out and enjoy that day. So, um, hey, number of things. So, uh, let's see here. My, my computer just decided to do something weird. But um, what? I had a couple questions on here I wanted to answer for you guys. I'm, I'm looking to see where they went. Uh, oh, Paul Vesey was asking, how about plunking with plugs? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you can, uh, if you can get it out there, you know, use a dropper, two to three foot dropper, so your plug's just not right down there on the mm -hmm. bottom, and um, you know, with a three-way swivel, often uh, castability and letting it out. If you have enough current, you can just back it down a seam, like on an inside corner, and you can get it out there. Yeah, mm -hmm. plunking, uh, running a side planer off the shore with a plug, very successful. There's plenty of people that do that. Uh, just multiple options on how to get those plugs out there. And um, and get them get them in the area where those fish are going to be. So, a um, couple things before we get out of here. Yes, we have a rod to give away. Also, want to remind you guys about our up and coming fall uh, waterfowl hunts. Now, our November trip uh, is potentially going to be canceled, depending on if we get enough folks signing up. There is a number of uh, opportunities that folks can sign on for some of uh some of what we put out there folks whether it's timing wise or just because of the season or the economy people haven't uh loaded it up as fast as we thought it would happen so still plenty of room on the november uh hunt we have arrival date of november 6th hunting the 7th and 8th this is a two-day duck hunt with two nights lodging dinner included both nights 375 per day fully guided meals provided and lodging you can't beat it okay uh, we still have room on that hunt, and next week it's a decision if it's a no, if it's a go, no go. Uh, 375 BMAC uh, per day. You can sign on for one day or two. So two-day duck hunt, two nights lodging, dinners included. You will not be disappointed in the time we have over there with Shelby Ross, Ross Outdoors. Um, that's a two-day duck hunt. Then in December, December 12th, arrival, uh, hunting the 13th for ducks, the 14th for geese. The 14th is a Wednesday, so that's a duck and goose combo. 375 per day, lodging included, dinners included, 
again, fantastic time. Can't beat it. The hunting's going to be fantastic. Um, I would I would highly like to recommend you folks join us, and I'd like to see a number of your faces there because it's going to be a really good time. So, uh, Alex, can't thank you enough for showing up, man. I think uh, the information you brought was just uh, was 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 fantastic. Oh, thank you, thank you for having me. I know that uh, we've tried to get this scheduled for a while, and my fault, not not. You're your just fault, a little busy. Okay, I, I appreciate being here. Um, the dinner was absolutely fantastic. Um, you guys are just a class act. Ah, so, well, we're trying. We appreciate it. Shout that. out to Jordan behind the scenes here. Not a yeah. lot of pe people realize that uh, what, it, what it takes to get that going. Yeah, absolutely. He does a fantastic job for us every week. And uh, a few of the boys uh, down the road there in Vancouver area on Wednesday night were asking, uh, <laughs> Cameron mentioned, I guess, the guys were blowing up my phone. Yeah, who, uh, who does your production? Uh, <laughs> So kind he's of not for hire. Yeah, he's no, not for hire. no, 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 he's getting paid plenty. He'll just stay right here. So he does a great job. Appreciate that. Uh, okay. We got a rod to give away a, uh, a, a, a prototype. It's a prototype twitching, rod. twitching 764, um, spinning black widow, so which is seven and a half foot, seven and a half foot black widow. They, um, they sell at $379 on our webpage. It is a, just a, uh, light enough tip to pick up that jig and hurl it a mile and a lot of power in the backbone just to be able to horse them in fantastic um, we don't necessarily recommend boat flipping coho but if you're into that thing i mean uh, you, you you could try to get away with it you could try to do that so hey i have to apologize to everybody so i put a i put a post out this morning after alex and i just <clears throat> decided what rod we were going to try to give away here tonight and i said hey you know share uh share the, this post to uh to qualify I failed in the fact that it didn't get out there on YouTube. What I don't know why, but look, half our viewing audience is, uh, or more on some evenings, is YouTube. And they weren't notified of the fact or the opportunity to get in on this thing. Instagram followers, Facebook, yes, and people were sharing the post, yep. which was nice to see. That, yep. And I appreciate you guys getting that out there. But we can't preclude a third of our following here tuning in tonight. So... We're going to open this up to everybody who's tuned in. And I had mentioned at the beginning of the show, Alex, hey, you got to tune in and stay with us yep. to the end, right? To win. We always give our good stuff away at the end of the show. So for those of you on Facebook and Instagram that shared our post, I really thank you for that. Uh, but again, I just don't want to preclude a third of you who are always here every week uh, supporting us. So um, this is going to be based on a question on some of the content you provided earlier in the show. Um, I had written down a number of a reference you had made. So uh, once again, because I can see everybody that logs in here and simultaneously monitoring Facebook and YouTube, the question, the first person to answer the question is going to win this rod. And so Alex had given a number of how many blanks uh, North Fork Composites produced in 2021. How many blanks? Did North Fork Composites produce, manufacture and produce in 2021? So the first person to answer that, um, one, oh, Kelly, Kelly Noel Alexander. Kelly Noel Alexander. Third, awesome. Yes. Good job, Kelly. 173,000. Yeah. Kelly Noel Alexander. Facebook followers. So there you go. So, I, I mean, love it. We I threw it, it out there for everybody. I so, um, yeah, 173,000. Uh, blanks produced by North Fork Composites in 2021. And you guys are set to double that this year. We are. We're going to try very, very hard. It's a, it's it's a feat, but we're going to try to do it. <laughs> Kelly, if you stop by our grand opening, and I'm going to remember that name, we'll get you a Aftco Edge hood, hoodie and a hat to go with that rod. 
Um, that's in Woodland, Washington. So Dwayne wasn't aware of that, but the, you'll get the rod giveaway. But if you decide to show up and say hello to us at the grand opening, uh, we'll, we'll get Of a, the pro shop. Of the pro shop. Ninth, 10th. And 11th. And 11th. Yep. Ninth, 10th, and 11th. Kelly, if it's convenient for you to get down there uh, in Woodland on November 9th, 10th, or 11th, you're going to get that rod um, handed to you. You're going to get a hoodie and what'd you say? A hat. And a hat. Yep. Yes, going to get the full compliment. So there you go. Uh, with that, Kelly, go ahead and message us up here on Facebook via Messenger. Sherry will take all your information because if that's not going to work out for you, we're going to figure out, get that rod shipped to you and, you know, where you're located and whatnot. So, uh, well, fantastic. Great turnout tonight. So <laughs> 22 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. I love it. Uh, hey, you guys are great. I appreciate everybody dialing in here tonight. A lot of fun tonight. Alex, can't thank you enough for coming in. Sir, thank you for having me. Yeah, was, had a really a good time, and yeah. uh, we got more to do. Yeah. Boy, we got sportsman shows coming yeah. up. We're going to be busy. It's going to be a busy year. It's going to be a yeah. busy year. Looking forward to 2023. So much to come. But before we get there, hey, lots of rain happening this weekend. Rivers are opening back up. Can't be more excited. Expect to see a lot of fish hitting the decks of boats and the banks of rivers. Make sure you share your content, your pictures with us here at Fish Hunt Northwest via uh, Messenger, via our Facebook page, via Instagram. Tag us, keep us involved, keep us relevant with you so we can be relevant back. Um, have a great weekend. Get out and fish. Alex, thanks again. Fantastic uh, evening here. We'll see you guys thanks, next everyone. Thursday. Yep, we'll see you guys next Thursday live right here, 6 p.m., Fish Hunt Northwest. Have a great weekend. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish Hunt Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and, of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.